families and welcome to the Cobbacy Evening Fireside Podcast. The Warriors and the Rovers are finally in their beds. The sun has gone down over the bunks long ago and it's time for you to find out what happened today. Each morning before the boys sleepily shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden breakfast table. They are the color of a main summer sky and each boy and each counselor pours over those blue sheets to see what will happen today. And this is your blue sheet report about what did happen today. Just in case you were wondering, for the like 12th time, it was again 85 degrees and sunny and awesome and great and perfect for sports. We are moving the irrigation around as much as we can and there are still dusty spots showing up. It is definitely midsummer in Maine and it is awesome to have tribal games going on at that time. Today was day four of an awesome Awesome tribal games. The scores have gotten tighter. They got really tight last night and this morning, and then they opened up a little bit at lunch. I'll get to those in just a second. But here is what happened today. Today, we had Reveille at 7.45, and at 8.15 at the flagpole, the judges accepted the tribal games shields. The bears, the stags, the owls, and the eagles all brought forth their shields and Cobbacy families, they were such a lovely foursome. It was just, I mean, I've seen a lot of shields at this stage. I'm not sure I have seen four Tribal Games shields that were this strong all at the same time. They were awesome. There were, well, I mean, you can see the pictures of them probably, but the the bear shield was a series of reliefs with hatchets crossed behind, and there is a rainbow trout grabbed in the mouth of the bear, and all of the names of the kids were around the edges. Lots and lots of detail, lots of filigree, lots of edge work. It was so precise and really just gorgeous. And then the the owls was it was like a disco outline in a like a sparkly. I had bristle kind of, it's hard to describe it, and that was superimposed over the back, and the back was itself an owl's eyeball, which was very, very cool, and very, it took you a second to figure out what you were looking at, and then you're like, whoa, it's an owl eyeball, it's an owl eye, and then the stags was a, I don't know, it was a kind of a marvel of hand painting, there was an amazing forest scene in the background, and then the various bits of shading on the stags. It was a sort of a conventional stag's head just right in the center of the shield. And it was just great. And then the, you know, my uh, compatriot here in the booth was on the Eagles team and the Eagles was, they went with a, um, a lightning theme. So I don't know how many of you families out there, um, you know, were into a lot of like metal when you were younger. I certainly was. And uh, man, this was like a metal eagle, and its eyes were glowing because of the electricity that was flying through it. And there were, I don't even know how this happened, but miniature skulls of the other creatures, like an actual miniature bear skull, 
and then an, a miniature uh, owl skull and a miniature stag's skull, all near its claws, its talons. There's lightning everywhere. It was awesome. That one happened to win the contest, although there are so many good ones. There just there wasn't a weak shield at all. They're gonna hang in the dining hall as the as the as the head of the woodshop said it for perpetuity, which I think is a good way of saying that. Ondo's line. The shields were awesome. The kids were just raving about them. They were so proud of their shields no matter what they ranked, and that's because the shield teams did such a great job. So you'll see pictures of the shield teams looking very proud in front of their shields. I highly recommend zooming in on those pictures and seeing the detail and the, and the handwork and the, the care by which they took them. They were in there for four days making these shields. Then we had a camp photos. Everybody, the entire camp, went up and got their team pictures taken, including the red team. And uh, and then we did a, a, a fancy human, it's kind of a conveyor belt relay challenge called Skin the Snake. And uh, that was worth a lot of points, 100 points. Then we had the ninth tournament round. Group one had modified volleyball. Group two had softball. Group three had basketball. Group four had the swim meet. Group five had cross country. And then we had the staff around the bases. Like I said yesterday, a very pure thing, a lot of sprinting, very, very fast staff here this year. It was very much something to watch, and I had to literally pull the kids away from watching staff around the bases so they would go in and eat their lunch and especially drink their Gatorade. It was hot today, so we had to get them moving. They really wanted to watch. Um, and then silent lunch and team time after that, and we were going to have a whole other tournament around. But obviously, families, it was just too hot it was just too many days in a row of amazing weather so we didn't we actually did a gigantic everybody goes swimming or everyone is on the hill as teams working on their skits and songs and cheers so the bears and stags went to the waterfront first and then the owls and eagles uh in about an hour chunk each and there was a lot of hanging out and there was some happy swimming and for just about an hour and three quarters there was no travel games except for this song practice there was just boys on a hot day in a great lake with their friends. And then at 5.15, the History of the World Quiz, 5.30, Silent Dinner. It was smoked chicken tonight. Oh, my goodness. And then 7 p.m., the 11th tournament round, and that was combined baseball throw, which actually got converted into gaga, which I will discuss in a second. And then handball for group two, climbing archery and darts for group three. Group four had volleyball, and group five had tennis. Tomorrow is a late sleep-in, a blessedly late one. We're going to have Reveille at 8 a.m., and then the actual breakfast will happen at 9, which is going to be really, really great. People are going to be psyched about that. It's time to relax a little bit and get ready for our last big push. We have one more round in the morning, and then a whole bunch of points left on the board. Maybe you're curious about the scores. Here they are. The Owls with 522 points. The Eagles, in third, 528 points. The Stags, 554 points. And then the Bears, 604. Here's the thing. That was before the evening round. That was before a lot of points. There is still very much a chance that any team can win this one. Everybody is in it, and everyone is playing like they're in it. Very exciting. And that is your Blue Sheet Report for today, the fourth day of Tribal Games. It is the 13th of July, 2022. What a day. Hey, you guys see, you
magnificent and busy thing to run Cobbacy, and each day I make it out of the office and into the breeze and sunlight of Cobbacy itself and spend time with your boys. Sometimes it's a game of knockout, sometimes it's watching an intercamp, and sometimes it's just marvelous one-on-one -on -one time with a single boy. Those times are obviously my favorite times. Here's what I saw today. A lot of sports get spoken of in sacralizing tones here at Cobbacy playing baseball on Bluey Field, Group 7 handball on the upper sports field, the hatchet hunt centered at the amphitheater in the dark, headlamps blazing. So many different things that are spoken of as if they are the penultimate, as if they are the, the most awesome thing. And maybe for that moment or during the story they are. But I am here to tell you, Cobbacy families, about something that gets missed far too often. And that is the game of Gaga. Supposedly, it means hit, hit, or bump, bump. In Hebrew, I actually don't speak Hebrew, so I've never looked it up. Gaga is an Israeli game, very popular on the East Coast, especially in summer camps. There are Gaga pits. There is all kinds of you know different ways to play. There are so many different ways to play Gaga. We have an actual sunken Gaga pit. It is wooden walled, it's a little scruffy, it has a dusty floor, a, a dirt floor, there's, you know, there's a, there's a certain post-industrialist look to it, and the kids are obsessed with it. It's over by the back of the Kaaba Dome, there's even blue and gray bleachers there the kids sit on, and you can stand around the pit. I mean, it looks like a, like a fighting pit, kind of, uh, for lack of a better way to describe it. It looks like a, a somewhere where James Bond might find himself dumped by some sort of evil genius and he has to like fight a Komodo dragon and three bad guys at the same time. It's like that. And the game is you get a whole bunch of little guys, in this case dressed like Skittles with arms and legs, and you get them out there and there are five of them or four of them in the pit at the same time. And there is a standard red rubber playground ball and you can hit it with your closed fist or your open fist and you can block it with your hands and if you get hit by this rubber ball after someone smacks it at you it below the knee anywhere else doesn't matter but below the knee then you're out and you hop up and the other guy next in line on your team hops in it's called team gaga and it's really really fun and the rovers are the best at it they are simply the best at it if you get a big person in there, there's not enough room to maneuver. It's one of the few sports in camp where the smaller you are while also being nimble, the better you are at it. There's a certain tipping point, of course, where if you're so small, it's very hard to hit that big rubber ball. Uh, but they, they figure it out. There's all kinds of really neat tricks. You can ricochet it off the wall next to you and then spread your legs really fast and it flies under your legs and gets somebody out. And it is extremely competitive. I just reffed an entire Gaga ball tournament and it was some of the most athletic action I have seen since travel games began. It's amazing how into this the kids, the kids get. And you just, you're just you looking at it, and they are, I'm just going to say it, Cobbacy families, they are covered in dust because they are diving and digging and dropping to a knee and flying up against the wall and whipping themselves into the air and twisting so they can't get got. And they are just so dirty. And they are sweating, and their dirt is on them, and they are shrieking at each other, and they're cheering. And In fact, I'm going to just play a couple found sound uh, excerpts from the Gaga game. Here's just what it sounds like when the kids play. And, uh, and here you go. It's just an example of a little bit. Go! Go! Ball! Go! 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 Go!
You control the tempo. Owls, you control the tempo. And then this is what it sounds like when the scores get announced. The kids are so into it. They are so fired up. Check this out. You get these kids flinging themselves all over the place. They are on the fourth day of travel games. They're a little bedraggled and they are, their eyes are blazing. And in a classic Cavasi sequence, it get, goes to overtime in the last, you know, the last game and there's 30 seconds and it looks like the team's gonna, that the stags are gonna walk away with it and suddenly the owls start clawing their way back in and they, they need three hits, and now they need two hits. They need one hit, and the time runs out. And the kids' heads fall, and they're so upset, and they're just, ah, oh, they're clambering out of the pit, and they roll over on the ground, and their hands are... You'd think that we were watching the end of the World Cup, honestly. And then finally, they, they get to one knee, and they stand up, and maybe they hug their counselor, and then it's time to shake hands. And what do you know? They square off with the victors and they are shaking hands with the stags and of course they're their friends because they're the same age and they're smiling and they're saying great shot and then they just because they're rovers they just sort of keep the emotional thing going and they go find other people to shake hands with i get shaked i my my co-judge gets his hand shaken that's the head counselor james and then rain is the gl she gets her hand shaken there's a very solemn officious handshaking that's happening after just an epic battle in the gaga pit it's just awesome. I mean, I, I wish I could, we did have some sort of, you know, documentary on the, on the fierce Gaga culture here at Camp Cravacy. But you, so here's an ex another example is that you're going along uh, and you're the, you're the chief of the bears. You're winning. You are up 50 points. You have other places to be. This is group one Gaga. And what do you know? There's Jason Brockman. He comes by just to check on things, and he gets sucked all the way into it. He gets on his radio, and there's there's more people from the Bears that are all. And then, what do you know? There's there's the chief of the Stags standing there with his crutches and his broken foot, yelling out Gaga instructions. You can probably hear him on the found sound. It just keeps going like that, and then eventually, there's 30 people watching. Seven-year-olds play this Israeli dodgeball game as if it's the Super Bowl. That's tribal games, and then. After that, they all very seriously shake each other's hands and they are going to go take a shower and all those clothes are going to get washed. And that's what it's like here on day four. It's pretty sweet. And so that is our little informal podcast for yet another glorious day at Camp Cravacy for boys. Your boys go to sleep tonight with steady counselors watching over them, nodding off, surrounded by their friends, loons sounding on the lick. All is well in this place set apart.